And in that time, guides used to come in from surgeons who have passed over that worked in cancer. So predominantly, I work with um, high level of illnesses, cancer, ME, and the guides will come in who were consultants in this life that have passed over and they would come down. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Women podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I have the lovely Paula Mary. Paula Mary is a professional psychic medium, spiritual healer, and animal communicator, specializing in psychic surgery. She comes from an Irish background, was born in Essex, UK, and now lives between Bexel-on-Sea, East Sussex, and Brittany, France. Paula always felt she was born with great spiritual awareness, and at the age of five, she knew she wanted to be a healer psychic. At age nine, she was able to get information through and have her first healing experience. At 11, she started speaking and talking to her guides. With over 30 years professional experience, she is a qualified healer and trained with the Federation of Spiritual Healers. She is a qualified meditation teacher, Reiki master teacher, and has a diploma in CBT and dog psychology. Paula set up the Psychic Clinic in 1999 to offer all things spiritual to the community, covering all spiritual aspects. She has a small team of various therapists who assist her in promoting the Psychic Clinic's motto, Empowering Self-Healing. Paula's childhood was not easy and coming through her own journey of healing. Paula is so passionate about helping others through theirs. This led Paula to work in children's services in the Child Protective Team, and she set up six-week programs to help children with their emotions. I was blessed to have Paula on this show and this conversation, and I was honored to be on her new podcast, The Spiritual Surgery Podcast, not that long ago. I know you will enjoy this conversation with Paula as much as I have enjoyed creating it for you. Hello, Paula. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. I am delighted to have you here as a guest. Oh, hello, Tina. It's, I'm so happy to meet you again. You've come on mine and now I'm coming on yours. So it's it's wonderful to be on your show. Absolutely. And as they say, I guess, across the pond, correct? So here I am uh, in the States, in New York, and you're across the pond in London, correct? Yes. Well, East Sussex, slightly okay. out but you can get a train. <laughs> but yes, like, so by the sea. Oh, lovely. Like, I, yes. You know, I've only been to England once and I've done the traditional London tour, never, you know, by the sea. So that is on the bucket list to really tour more of the countryside and, and other areas. So hopefully one day. Well, hopefully we can meet then and you can come here. <laughs> I would love that. Would love that. So... As I have you here, I want to introduce you to my listeners. And I always begin with this just to give them a background. So would you mind sharing uh, from childhood if you're brought up religious, spiritual, or or, may, or perhaps a bit of both or, or not at all? 
I was brought up in a very strict Catholic um, upbringing. Um, my mother is Irish and I was brought up very strictly in a Catholic upbringing, had to go to church every day, had to go to confession, went to Catholic schools. And yes, I it was hard for me. I have to say it, it, it was very hard for me at the time. And I would say my childhood was not easy for me. Because of the religion, just not connecting with the religion, was that a big part of it, not feeling that connection then? Well, I, I, I've had a great connection at an early age, but obviously from my spirit guides, I first talked to them when I was 11. I would say I do believe, absolutely, but because it was rigid, because it was forced you had to go, you had to do it, you had to be quiet, you couldn't, I couldn't be myself, then it was very difficult. So I sort of looked, and I'm going to be honest, looked at my mum and thought, well, hang on a minute, you're going to church, but you're not a very nice person. So how can that be? I'm going to, you know, how can that be? So it was very, very difficult for me. I couldn't tell her how I felt I couldn't speak I I never had any communication really with her other than for her to tell me to be quiet so so it was hard so that's why I sort of escaped on a very early age to the spirit world Uh, the fairies in the garden at four my guides at 11 and I used to sort of just escape into that so that's probably why I'm very ungrounded (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness. But I, I can understand that, you know, saying that we were as a child, as children, we are, if this thing, you know, use church, but it could be anything religious is saying you're a good person. And then they're not showing their actions of being a good person. It's very, yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I can understand how you retreated into, yes. and you had your spirit guides and your fairies. I love that to help you. So can you share a little bit of that? Any, any memories of that or recollect recollections of the fairy time and the spirit guides? Yes, no, absolutely. So I had an older sister and we were out in the garden and as usual, she wasn't being very nice. I, I think i she pushed me and I fell over and I just laid on, on, on the floor and I looked up and I could just see, I didn't quite know what they were, And I saw all this light around me and I suddenly felt like a calm and I could see like little wings. There were there was five of them and I could just see them flying around. And so I used to then go out in the garden to try and find them all the time. But then it seemed to have opened my senses and I could see energy very clearly around people as well at a very early age, too. I could see their light, their angels, their dark so with my family, I was seeing their darkness, it, it, you know, and I often questioned why I was born in this family. But I know now <laughs> mm. through the journey. But yes, so it, it was such an escape. And because I didn't have anyone really to talk to, I used to just go out in the garden and I used to just talk to them. And they used to come forward and they used to represent and show themselves to me very, very quickly. Wow. So how comforting and so supportive at a time that you needed that you felt so alone and probably how, you know, how am I connected to this family when you feel so disconnected, but I understand the journey. Now we can look back and say, oh, I see now why. Yes. Um, Very, 
very interesting. I love the fairy work and, and the fairies. I haven't seen the fairies, but I feel fairies. And um, yes. when my daughter was young, we had a whole fairy tradition. We would le- leave little notes for the fairies under rocks and moss. And yes. again, I didn't see them with my physical eyes or my internal eyes. And this is way before I did any of this work. Um, but I felt this presence of soft and warmth and, and magic. And I yes. loved that. Yes. It was good. It was, it was good. And it's, it's wonderful. Just really wonderful. Absolutely. I, I have great, I can really see it now when they, and, but they came forward quite a few times. And sometimes when you were feeling really, when I was feeling really sad, I, I could, they came and I, and I saw them and instantly there was like that. Well, <laughs> my goodness. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It will be okay. <laughs> so this is young childhood. So as we, move on towards your, your lifespan when, you know, school age and maybe middle school, or I don't know, secondary school, I know they call it different things. When did, what was that like for you moving kind of through those years? I think it was hard because I couldn't quite be myself, um, in my family. And obviously again, we had to go to church. We had to go confession. It was very military a lot of the time. However, I did sort of become friends with a girl (laughs) and she was in a children's home. Actually, we came, we came together and we were, we were a bit, not naughty, but we were a little bit reversed (laughs) and perhaps got myself into trouble with her. Um, but uh, yes, so we were sort of, it, it helped sort of having someone who sort of, she didn't quite understand, but I could tell her what I saw and she was like, oh, wow, well, where are they? Where are they? And stuff like that. And, it, and at nine, um, we were playing football and she fell over and she hurt her ankle and it swelled up. And I just went over, don't ask me how, but I just put my hand on her and the bruising went down. And she was like, well, that was weird, Paula. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and that was the start of my sort of healing journey. And everyone would say, gosh, you're really hot when we stand by you. And, um, you know, don't heal me, don't heal me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So you would you say that that was a pivotal thing that happened to put you on this path or one of the pivotal things to put you on this path? One of the pivotal things that put me on the path, that was definitely um, one of them. Um, the other one um, was... You know, I, I was just so sort of open and people sort of were drawn to me, if that makes sense. And I ended up sort of at a really young age, didn't perhaps have many friends, but people gave me their problems <laughs> and I used to sort of help them. And I, and I knew I wanted to help people. And I ended up working in children's services under the child protection because I wanted to help people that if you're having a bad childhood, it it will be okay. You can get through it. You can come through it at the, through the other side. And that's why I sort of really went into that as well to help children because I, you know, seeing someone upset really, really sort of um, it gets me each time and I want to be able to help them. But I was went up to London and there was this psychic fair going on and I was in, I think I was early 20s, and this woman, Jackie, she just sort of called me over 
And she just said, oh, my goodness. She said, you've got the gift. You want to work with me? And I said, I haven't done anything. <laughs> so I ended up doing tea leaf readings and coffee cup readings in London on the, in the shopping centres. And she sort of mentored me. And, and that's how it how it how it started and I used to do um fortune telling cards and uh tea leaves coffee cups and that's where it sort of all came in I love that I love that there's always these beautiful teachers along the way and you know when I say teachers I say with a broad stroke because there are teachers that are well, that everyone is teaching us something, but sometimes the teachings are profound and beautiful and gracious and loving and other teachings are not so of that, but no. we still learn. So that sounded like this, this lovely lady uh, was able to see in you what you couldn't see and then yes. give you the opportunity to actually do the work. And, and I have never done tea leaves. Oh, um, I, it, it's, it looks amazing. And I hear so many wonderful things, but it just, the opportunity I can, I can see it in that as, you know, I'm very clairvoyant in the sense that I can see what's kind of happening. So as you're saying it, I can see the shop and the, you know, whoever it would, it would be. I, I love that. And then, and then also, um, so the work with the children, um, you know, people coming to you regularly just yes. because you're such a, uh, have such a good, spirit people feel connected to you and yes. safe around you and then doing this work for children to have them know that even with a difficult child childhood upbringing that they yes. can be okay and it sounds like you use that message of yourself as a messenger for very much so and I work with children today um yeah. I, I do it a lot still and yes absolutely um I don't tell them about my journey because it's all about them, but I, I sort of relate to why they would feel like that and why they would feel so sad or why they would feel so angry. And, you know, that, that and then the healing kicks in and, you know, it, it sort of they then feel comfortable to talk about what's going on for them. Are you do you speak to all ages or is it a specific age group? No, all ages. Well, when I was working, um, I work full time now as a psychic, but when I was working in, in child protection, um, it was between five and 18. Mm. Oh, and I, I run workshops, six week workshops, which I channeled. <laughs> they didn't mm. know that. Right. <laughs> and I channeled the, the concept and I, I went into schools around um Right Gateway, Sussex Way. And I, um, yes, delivered workshops for children for, to help them with their emotions. Own Your Own Behaviour, it was called. And that's still going strong today. So I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm really delighted of, of how I can help children, you know, that are really upset and it's not their fault. It, you know, they're in difficult situations with the parents and and their circumstances are difficult and the emotions around that are, are really can be really stressful for the young child who doesn't have that understanding of what really is going on. Um, so with the healing and the insight, we'll be able to read their soul. I can be able to help them open up and talk about how they're feeling and come up with a plan, a strategy to help them. Um, and that is so, so wonderful for me. I love I'm so passionate about that, that to help them because of because of I suppose my situation, my my journey. 
It sounds it. It sounds, I can hear the passion in your voice and in your heart. Mm. I can feel it. So that brings me to a question, the transition to full-time psychic. How did that come about? How was that scary for you? Was it a seamless? Was it, you know, how was that transition to go from, even though you were doing your, you were already using those skills in the work with the children, how did you go to doing this full-time and calling yourself a psychic? (laughs) Well, I've done it twice. So the first time it didn't work. The first time it didn't work. So I had to go back <laughs> to work. Um, and you know what? I wasn't ready because you know when you open up Tina to spirit, you realise if you're not going any further, you can't get those messages. You you look at yourself and think, well, actually, I I thought I was all right. I had counselling and 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 you know therapies, and actually. No, I needed more. So I did it for um, a year, did quite well at first, and then nothing. And I realised I was blocked. I couldn't go up any higher, couldn't go up any further, was struggling with the energy a little bit. So I decided to go back into counselling for children. um, And then I worked um, part-time in in a child in need team doing anger management. Um, And then I built it up again. So we're 10 years on now. I've done it for 10 years and I haven't looked back then. So it was the right time. But it, it, if it doesn't work, you've got to look at, oh, my God, yes, I still, I'm still holding my childhood stuff. I thought I'd cleared it. But, you know, when you, when you tap into spirit, you have to tap into your subconscious. And it's, does it, it's not easy, is it? Because you think you might have, be positive and everything, but that deep subconscious is deep within you and you have to look at it and clear some more away. So hypnotherapy worked for me really well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, and it's interesting how we're always, we're always on the journey of healing. So yes. it's not like we ever get it, but if we're, like you said, if it's not the right timing, it will be the right timing soon or divine timing. So it just brought you to say, okay, not right, not no, but not yet. So you kind of did that and went back and, and really listened to your intuitive guidance. And I love that. That's really beautiful. And, and uh, the hypnotherapy is another really interesting. um, Are you, you do hypnotherapy today? Are you still, do you do that for your clients? No, I, I, I have something that I wouldn't mind looking into, though, because I have to say, well, of all the therapies that I've had, and I've had lots when I was younger and everything, I that was the one thing that really worked for me. It's like you go right the way back deep down into that subconscious and then you, re- you don't realise how much darkness you're holding within. It's like, It was a shock to me, Tina. I was thinking, oh, my God, I could fill up a whole bag full of darkness. <laughs> and I, I didn't really realise. And, of course, when you're channeling, you're feeling that, aren't you? So now it's light, it's great. And, you know, I'd say to anyone, keep going with that journey because if you if you get the help and you find something that really works for you, that will make you go higher up and have a much better channel. I love that. So let's let's talk about the the term um, psychic surgery. I think that's such an interesting and uh, provoking, good you know term. And tell me a little bit about how that birthed and how those those two words came together and what that means to you. Well, so I love psychic surgery. 
And it started when I said when I was nine, when I put my hand on and and the bruise went down. I then went quite early on in my life to Federation of Spiritual Healers and trained for three years as a healer. And in that time, it it just seemed to come in. Guides used to come in from surgeons who have passed over that worked in cancer. So predominantly I work with um, high level of illnesses um, with cancer, ME, and the guides will come in who were consultants in, um, in this life that have passed over and they would come down. I do it completely differently. I go very high up to a high mediumship level. My guide brings the energy down and I it doesn't come inside me. I don't do trance. I might I hold it. I'm shut, I will shut my eyes. And the energy comes right the way down into the client. And they sometimes come down with it. I see their little tools. They come in. (laughs) And I'm a little bit like an aborigine. And I will cough. So say cancer, fluid on the lungs. I do a bit of cough. Nothing major coughing, but just a little cough. And clear the energy away. Hold the energy for my guides. And then they tell me when they're finished. They go back up and and that's it. And it's very gentle. I tell the clients what is happening, what they are going to be doing, um, how they're going to be doing that. Um, We did a pelvic floor the other day where they pushed up the pelvic floor and they put a band around it. Um, So all different type scenarios. But I just love working with with the people that are ill because they've got so much strength and commitment and they and it is they're so sort of empowered and got empathy and it it's a journey I mean obviously you can't cure but you can help them be more positive but also you can help them transition a little bit as uh, as well but I've been working I'm seeing them tomorrow actually eight years ago he was told he had three months to live he's still Mm. here and I see him once a week but he's he's on that time now where he's going down a little bit if that makes sense so his transition I think will be coming fairly soonish um but he's he's all against the odds um Mm. and that to me is 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 amazing and he's very spiritual himself very open and he believes a hundred percent um with the psychic surgery he 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 could totally believes it um yeah so I'm very passionate about it I've I've worked on it for years I've I've changed it I but now I feel I've got a sort of uh, a good way forward on it this is so interesting to me and I and I love this because you know I work a lot with the Reiki energy. I also work and with the angels and integrative energy therapy. And, and then I think after a while, in when I because I've started, that was one of my main ways into this world, yes. the spiritual world, is um taking all of the things that I've learned, right? So integrated yes. energy therapy was the angels and there's rising star, there's all these names, right? And Reiki. But for me, I you know, even though they have names, you know, and I didn't, it wasn't channeled by me. It's other people have used these type of modalities. I'm envisioning and tell me if I'm wrong, Paula, but I'm envisioning that you call in your guides, which are the psychic surgeons, and then they're working. Are they working beside you or are they working through you? 
they're work well they don't come through me they okay. it's like I hold you know when when you're sort of bring up the energy so I sit there when I do say um say for tomorrow before I leave I would build up the energy a little bit so when I get there the channel is sort of already there and I will just open it up for the channel to go down and through to the client and I and then I hold it I so no I I I when I first started doing this, the energy was coming down me. And I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I don't right. Like it's like, it. like a, almost like a trance or physical mediumship. Yes. So it's and not I, that. It's no. right, you're working. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And now, do you do you have a team of psychic yes. surgeons and are they yes. always the same or do they change? They well, I have about 15 and they do they do change to, to what is happening for the client. So, but I have specific ones for cancer, specific ones for ME. They're the most important ones that I do at the moment. I've got quite a lot of clients with ME and quite a lot of uh, clients with cancer. So I use the same ones. But my guide who I spoke to at 11 um, called Jim Bills, he's there and he's the one that brings them all in. So he's the one that I trust to bring everybody in to help the person at, at the particular time. Amazing. Just amazing. And I would assume that you can do this in person and distantly. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I've got a lot of clients <laughs> in America as well. Sure. Um, and um, but I prefer, I mean, I like both. Um, hands on, I suppose, is, is slightly better. All I'd say is if you did hands on, it's more instant. If you did online, you know, online, you might need one more than, you know, you might want a follow up session, if that makes sense, depending what it is, of course, and how long the person has had it. Because a lot of people come to me, the last result, oh, I've heard you're really good. And I'm like, well, that's great. And, I, you know, and I'll do my best. But should have come to me like two years ago <laughs> right. you know it's not a quick fix if that sure. makes sense it's all yes. about their energy and if they've got cancer that eats up their auric field it eats up their energies get really low so it's hard then you've got to start you know um to work your way up so that does take some time yeah Wow. That's just amazing to me. I love that. Um, I'll make sure I put everything in the show notes for people to connect with you for these beautiful sessions as well. And, um, and you also do, so beyond the psychic surgery, you also do what we would consider psychic readings as well. Correct. Yes. Yes. Love it. I love that. Now, let me just go back a little bit. Cause I know that prior to your podcast, which I was so gracious to be on. So we'll make sure you go check out her podcast and it's relatively new, right? Is it the podcast from, part? The podcast part is relatively new. We're on, I think number 16, but before that the spiritual surgery was a radio show for two years. Love that. Now that was live radio. That was live radio. Yes. So did you have callers coming in? Was it just a strict live or did people call in or how did you People text in for reading any psychic questions because spiritual surgery is what it is. It's like you go to the doctor, but if you've got anything spiritual, you want to know if I've got a ghost in my house. If you want to know why is my third eye seeing pictures all the time? If you want to know how do I ground, that is, that's what spiritual surgery podcast is all about. I love that. And I don't know if I shared this with you, but before this 
the podcast that you're on today, I had two other podcasts and my first one was a live show where I was, you know, call and response and well, it, it wasn't uh, texting. They actually would call into a number. I mean, how funny was this? I was like, number four, five, nine, you're on the air. Like, <laughs> it's kind of funny how we both have that background, but I, it was, it was a good segue into the podcasting world. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I, I think I decided to make that cut off from the radio to go to the podcast and it, and it's worked really well. It has. Absolutely. It has. And I know you're in everyone go check out her podcast, give her a little love over there. And I know it's, <laughs> it's moving up the ranks, which is always wonderful to see. And I always it's said when, yes. yes, go ahead. No, no, it is moving up the ranks. Sorry, Tina. Yes, it's moving. Oh. And I'm very delighted that, that it is and getting a good response for people wanting to come on it and everything, which, which is, which is lovely. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. So I guess a question that's coming to me, which I love to know, and I always ask uh, a lot of my guests of this that are in, that are in this work is what would you find? We have our personal life and who we are. We're always the human being right in this world, but what would you say is the most difficult or challenging part of this work? We, we know you're passionate and, and so forth, but what would you say is the most difficult or challenging part? Back in when I was growing up, younger doing it, I would say it was people's responses to what I did. But that was back then. Now, I think it's completely different. But I would say the the thing that has changed now through the world and um, COVID is people's energies. So I would say I've had to change. I'm not saying it was difficult, but I've had to change the way I work a little bit to incorporate the sadness um, when you go somewhere and you can just feel it, the vibe. So I would say I've had to sort of really ground. So I'm going to say grounding <laughs> for me is a challenge right now because you go somewhere and the energy is like, whoosh, and I come up right out um, because you can feel it all. So managing my energy, I would say, has been a challenge, but I feel that I'm I'm there now. People's perceptions is a lot better, which I think is is really good. Um, but I I think the challenging for me, Tina, really is people since the lockdown. There's been so many psychic mediums on media and everyone, and I feel the challenge is not all of them are who they should be or who they say they are and I think there's a lot of negativity in the spirit world uh, for people that are in this business and it's and I've been quite shocked at how people aren't spiritual when they say they are um, and I would say for me right now that is a quite a challenge. Absolutely and I think that brings us back to that sort of that same um, parallel story when you were young, you know, when you're, if someone's going to church per se, and they're supposed to be good people, yes. and then it's like, wait a minute, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that can happen. And that can be very, um, disillusioned. You know, I remember yeah. when I started in the yoga community, you know, I thought everybody was butterflies and rainbows and, you know, yes. listen, people are people and people have to learn their lessons. And, uh, we all learn our lessons a different way, but yes. it can be a little, um, 
what's the word sour, you know, to find out that they're not acting in accordance to what you feel you are, you know, hold up your values. So it's a whole, it's a whole learning curve. So I can understand that for sure. And and there's a lot of people on different vibrations. And I think that's what it is. We're all on different level of vibrations. And I feel that, you know, matching your vibration is great. Finding people to match your vibration is 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 really good. But sometimes that's difficult as well, isn't it? Yeah. And just knowing that when it isn't a match, and when it's time to really hold that boundary and do what's best for you, which can be really yes. hard. <laughs> it is. And I, and I think a lot of people, you know, they haven't gone and got the, the counseling or the help that they need to in the spirit world. And they have, they have only, a, they're stuck at a certain point, but they haven't got through their stuff. And then you get into difficulties because then when they, they channel or they're not perhaps connecting pure to source so that that is I would say um some challenging as well and I would say to your listeners if you wanted to go to a psychic check that they talk to their spirit guides I would say is a good way forward yeah you know I also in all of this work is are they meaning the healers the psychics I'm going to just put that are they doing the work? Because, you know, are you walking the walk and, you know, talking the talk because there's so many that are, are not. And yes. I'm not saying that everyone has to meditate four hours a day. I'm not saying that, no. but there is this work that has to be done for ourselves, for us, you know, a commitment, you know, I always say, especially for my Reiki students, I teach a lot of Reiki, or if someone's looking for Reiki and they're not in the town I'm in and they want someone hands-on, I'll say, have a conversation with the Reiki master and ask them a few of these questions. And they're always baffled. I said, ask them, do they run their own Reiki? Do they, what do they do for themselves? And so, because I can't tell you how many people, and again, I kind of am speaking about Reiki right now, but yes, how many people want to do a Reiki training with me, Reiki one, but they've never had a Reiki treatment. They've never had a right. session. And I'm like, wait a minute, you want to do this, but you've never experienced it. No. So you're not going to do this now. You're going to get a treatment and see if you even like it or what. And then we'll have a conversation because sometimes it's all about, you know, giving, giving, giving. And as lovely as that is, we have to give to ourselves first. We can't, you know, we can't drink from an empty cup. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty interesting. So, um, Paula, what would you say? I like asking this question too. Little question. Um, can you share an intuitive moment with the listeners? Any intuitive moments? It could be yesterday, it could be 10 years ago, an intuitive moment that you listened to, that you acted on, and you knew it truly came from higher source, self, whatever that may be, and you and you listened. Okay. Well, it was quite recently, actually, I'm going to say. I have lots of intuitive moments. Can I give two? (laughs) Of course, of course. More than one is welcome. I'm going right the way back to childhood. um, And I was with my mum and she had a friend and the friend was crying. And I was just sitting in the corner and she was saying she can't get pregnant. And intuitively, I said, yes, you are. Like that. And I got told to disappear and don't be silly two weeks later she came back and said she was pregnant 
and that I was right. So intuitively, I just knew that 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 she was. And um, and then I had um, I recently moved um, and I came into the house. When I first saw it, I th- I thought it's beautiful, really lovely home, but it felt sad. It felt sad. And I was like, okay, well, I can lift the sadness. That's okay. The estate agents didn't say anything that went on that the man was in a home, but actually he hadn't. The man had actually passed, but he was still there in the house. I intuitively felt he was there. I intuitively felt that you that he was there. And he wasn't budging. And he wasn't budging. And, and at first I, I got sort of pushed a little bit and I was intuitively thinking. So intuitively I sat there and thought, hang on a minute, I'm a psychic, I can talk to you. So I sat down and I channeled, channeled him to talk to him. And what it was, was he had um, a girlfriend who for 20 years and the family didn't um, leave him anything and he wouldn't leave till she got a message. So I so I asked for a so he basically said I'm not leaving here I'm not leaving this house until you find my girlfriend. So I said okay but I need a name. So he gave me a name and I didn't know anything else. I went to the neighbors, I asked all sorts of things. I put it on Facebook and I channeled the message and I put it in an envelope and she came round. I found her. Someone found her within 24 hours and she came round read the message and was and so she's now feeling so much better over a difficult situation because she was left with nothing from the family and he was so sorry and he wanted to give her a message of love as well and then he's gone so I sort of intuitively felt that something was amiss and that I needed to take action but that but yes it was um so beautiful. It was sad, but it was beautiful at the same time because she couldn't believe it. And she was so sort of um, taken aback, but she sent me a message afterwards and said, thank you so much. So much healing, so much closure, so much healing. Yes. Really beautiful. So th- th- there's another one to talk about because of the transition, because if you do, if you die suddenly and you've got to say something to someone that you love you won't you don't want to transition Mm, so true oh my goodness wow so Paula anything you have coming up um as we kind of you know I could talk forever to you, but any, I would love for the listeners to know, and again, I'll put your information below, but anything that you have any classes or workshops or, or just how people can find you. Um, you can find me on the, um, the psychicclinic.com on the website or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram under spiritual surgery podcast is on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And I love it. If you have a story, if you have a spiritual story, Come and email me at the spiritual surgery at psychicclinic.com and send me your story and it'd be lovely to have you on because I do love that type of 
you know, to bring the people in who've had experiences themselves, any any sort of ghost experiences or an awakening experience. And I'm doing the odd live now on Spiritual Surgery Podcast as well, just for half an hour. And we're doing a chat on the 15th of April um, with Melissa White. And we're talking about your energies and how to not get burnt out in the world that we live in at the moment if you're you're um, working in this world um i do reading psychic surgery animal communication healing anything anything really um <laughs> that you can contact me i've got a few things lined up i'm actually going to be in a magazine in uh, the 14th of april it comes out here in uk about my psychic surgery and I'm doing something that will be out later on in the year as well with um, somebody else over in England. So, yes, um, I'm coming up with some courses. I'm going to be doing um, how to manage your energy, but that will be over the next couple of months. And it hasn't come up yet. But if you go on the psychicclinic.com, you'll see everything there. Oh, that is lovely. So many wonderful things coming your way. And I love Melissa White. I was a guest on her podcast. She was a guest on my podcast. So another beautiful colleague. So check them out at the Instagram live on April 15th. That would be wonderful. Check both of them. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast, Paula, and and gracing us with your beautiful presence. And uh, thank you for all that you do in this world. Uh, May you continue to shine your light. Thank you. And you too, Tina, because you have a beautiful light. I just wanted to tell the listeners that you shine too. And I think we're on the same same vibration. So that's good. Thank you so much. Good day. Thank you, Tina. Thank you.